You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt McCone, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexander, CST, and right here for the Locked on LSU podcast, brought to you by Rock Auto and rockauto.com, where we thank you for making us your first listen every single day right here locked on LSU. Ed Ogeron did go through some injury updates. He started to take a look at the Florida Gators, which we'll get to all from his Monday press conference, but... The place where everyone wants to start is where we'll start, and that's Ed Ogeron when he was asked Monday about his job status. No, not at all. No, that, that, that's for me to handle. And uh, nobody's told me about my job status. <laughs> so I'm, I'm having any, any discussion about it. As far as I know, I'm the head coach of the LSU Tigers. Today. That's, all, that's all that matters. So Ed Ogeron said no one's talked to him about his job status, but he wasn't done commenting on the matter. I can read everything you guys can write. I can take about an hour and read all that stuff and then go tell them about it. I don't listen to all that stuff. You know, the, the best thing for me to do is be very positive, understand the expectation of LSU. I will say this and I will say it again. No one has to tell me about the LSU expectations. I know them. I was born with them. So I understand. I understand this is not the LSU standard performance. I understand my job. I get it totally. I know exactly where I'm at. And I'm going to go to work as hard as I can today. And don't blink. I promise you, I will not blink for anyone. I'm not really sure what Ed Ogeron could say that would be satisfactory. Uh, I'm. It's an impossible situation for both media members and the coach. Uh, by and large, as a media member, when you when you cover a team, you get to know people. You get to know coaches and players and staff members. And, and there is a human side of this that's very uncomfortable, candidly. But it's also, for you know, Michael Cobble, who asked that question, part of his job because it's a giant part of the conversation right now. And it's part of the... Um, the pressure that comes along with the job is Ed Ogeron explained there that he understands. Now, a bit later in the press conference, Jacques Doucet from WAFB Television brought up the issue again from a, a different angle, and this was a sort of testy part of Monday's press conference. How are you, how are you handling all this, Coach? I mean, uh, I, I know, you know, uh, uh, you've talked about your job status a little bit and whatnot, but uh, how would you tell Jock, excuse me. Are you trying to get another quote for me? No, sir. Um, you sure? I'm just trying to do my job, Coach. Good, good. Well, I'm going to do mine. I'm handling it great. I said that before. Certainly understand Jacques Doucet asking the question. And I can understand also Ed Ogeron not being okay with the question. But the way he answered it created another layer to the story. It would have been completely satisfactory and a non-starter if Ed Ogeron had just said what he said at the end. I'm handling it great. That would have been enough. It would have punctuated the point, would have moved on, and nobody would have played or be talking about that soundbite. Now here we are talking about how uncomfortable that soundbite is. Similar to what happened last week on the coach's show with the prank caller. It's I said it then. It What the prank caller did was tasteless it was it was uncouth and it was poor timing it was all the things that that are that are awful uh it's the risk you take sometimes taking calls in a live format without a delay but Ed Ogeron's response became a bigger part of the story so 
as as difficult as it is to go through this just from a human personal standpoint, how you react to things matter. We talked about it on yesterday's podcast where, you know, in 2015, this happened to Les Miles. At the end of the season, when the story leaked about Les coaching for his job, every time he was in front of a microphone, he was asked about it. And he handled it with class and dignity. Now, listen, Les clearly was a very flawed man, but the way he handled that was the way you're supposed to handle it. And in turn, it kind of turned Les into a martyr. And the opposite happens when a coach gets testy in these situations. Some may hear this and think, oh, he's just defending the media guy. I mean, in a way, I, I, I guess partly I am because I understand the nature of the job and the position, and you have to ask questions. It doesn't mean that you're, you're being leading in any way. I don't know that Jock was doing that. He was asking a question that was relevant, that needed to be asked, and the coach reacted the way that, that he did, which is why I'll continue to maintain the sooner LSU moves on from this situation, which is very obvious, the better everyone's going to be. There's one other thing I'll reiterate, because after yesterday I talked about how, and if you didn't listen to Monday's podcast, highly recommend you go back and listen to it. I did talk about Ed Ogeron's buyout and and his, his termination for cause, uh, con- part of his contract, clause in his contract. And something that may be um, worth knowing is that there is a time frame that must um, uh, expire. So if LSU plans to terminate Ed Ogeron for cause, they have to give, give him that notice in writing. Ogeron has five days to respond. After that response, LSU will then issue a final ruling. After that ruling... Ed Ogeron has five days to request a meeting in person with the president of the university. In this case, it's President Tate, at which point that meeting can be held and then a final decision would be made. So there, there is a, a, a time frame that legally would have to, according to his contract, would have to be adhered to, which is part of the reason potentially why you know this you, you won't maybe see a hasty decision if, in fact, there is a termination for cause approach by LSU, which uh, as we know more and whatever I, I can't tell you, and I'm comfortable saying I'll tell you, I, I want to be very clear. I do not know at this point if that is the process LSU is taking. I can definitively tell you that is in his contract. If LSU terminates for cause, that is the timeline that they legally must follow according to that contract. Okay, it is Locked on LSU. We thank you for making us your first listen. We'll get into some of the injury updates, including disappointing news about Kayshawn Butte. That's coming up. Got to remind you about Prize Picks, the leader in college sports daily fantasy. PrizePicks.com. PrizePicks.com. Go there, use the code Locked On, or go to your app store, download the Prize Picks app. Use the code Locked On, and you'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the leader in College Sports Daily Fantasy. More college football props than anyone. It's prizepicks.com. You can certainly make entries in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And prize picks offer safe and fast withdrawals. If you want to play College Daily Fantasy, go to prizepicks. prizepicks prizepicks.com. Download the prize picks app. 
Be sure to use the code locked on to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's at prize picks. And as always, we love telling you about Rock Auto and rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Title sponsor here on our Tuesday episodes of Locked on LSU. Don't get in the car and drive to the chain store down the road to hope they have the part you need. Do what everybody does in 2021. Pull out your mobile device, punch in rockauto.com, search any part you need, any make, model, pay for it online, add a discount, have it delivered right to your door. That's rockauto.com. Make sure when you get to checkout, write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts car will ever need, rockauto.com. So uh, Ed Ogeron uh, did confirm uh, the disappointing news about Kayshawn Butte, that LSU star wide receiver is done for the year. While you've been talking, there's been a report, uh, at least on Twitter, that uh, Kayshawn is out, out for the year. Are you, are you not prepared to say that at this point? Yeah, Kayshawn will be out for the year, unavailable for the year. That's that's correct. As of now, there haven't been any uh, formal reports as to what it is, what the injury was that Kayshawn Butte suffered. On the ESPN broadcast, they did mention that it was an ankle, and there are some reports that it is a fractured ankle. And honestly, being a fracture as opposed to any other type of, of ligament damage or you know, what you fear, something like that would be an Achilles, that's actually good news. So if an, an ankle fracture is you know, the injury Dak Prescott had. Uh, he had ankle with dislocation. I don't know if that was the case with Kayshawn, but if, that, if it is an ankle fracture, that certainly is good news that that bone can heal and then Presumably, he would return. So, Kayshawn Butte, his sophomore season is done. Certainly uh, just disappointing that a guy was having such a fantastic year, leading the SEC and the nation in touchdown receptions, that he's now done for the season. But, you know, for Kayshawn Butte, 509 receiving yards, nine receiving touchdowns uh, through just the six games. So, he's spectacular, and we'll look forward to having him back in 2022. Now, who steps up for the Tigers with Butte's absence for the second half of the season? You know, it's not about uh, number one role. It's about somebody coming up and uh, making some plays. I thought I think you saw Malik Neighbors do a lot of good things there. Uh, I'm looking for him to uh, step up, uh, Devontae Lee to step up in a bigger role, uh, John Trey Kirkland to step up in a bigger role, uh, Jare Jenkins. I think all those guys just have to step up, not just one guy. Everybody has to step up. Interesting that Ed Ogeron did not mention Trey Palmer in that list of receivers who stepped up. Maybe that's just the very obvious choice, a guy who, when he's been healthy, has been the number two opposite of Kayshawn Butte. So I'm obviously interested in seeing Trey Palmer. But the other thing I'll mention is two guys. You heard Ed Ogeron mention Malik Neighbors, and then I, of course, would love to see Deion Smith. When Trey Palmer was injured, it was Deion Smith against Central Michigan who stepped up and had the big day. So we've seen him in that role. So could this be an opportunity for Deion Smith to step up? Malik Neighbors was the guy throughout fall camp that got an awful lot of attention for his dog, his athleticism, and we've seen that in spurts. He was injured, so he was late to the field, but we saw the acrobatic touchdown reception in this most recent game, so against Kentucky. So I think Deion Smith, Malik Neighbors, a couple of freshmen that I'm very excited to see step up. Disappointed, obviously, for Kayshawn Butte, but an opportunity for other guys to step up in that role and see who might fill that spot moving forward. Now, I had Ogeron did update um, Joe Evans, Major Burns, and actually Glenn Logan. Yeah, well, um, Joe's going to be unavailable this week. Major Burns is unavailable this week. 
Uh, we get Glenn Logan back. I think that Glenn is going to be able to play this week. Glenn played a lot of games for us. So that's going to give us a boost inside. Not having Joe Evans and Major Burns is just a significant loss for LSU. As especially on the defensive line now coming into the season, we looked at it and knew that that was really the strength of the team where they talked about rotating 10 or 11 guys at that spot. Well, as you look through the way the season has gone along, it's pretty obvious the the defections have had an impact. You lost Glenn Logan early. You now have lost Joe Evans. You've also lost Andre Anthony for the season as well. And what's happened is you've just seen your depth erode. And that, that affects you like this last week against Kentucky when you allowed 330 rushing yards. Not to say that any one player would be that sizable of a difference maker, but in total, when you lose those three players, you lose the ability to more freely rotate and you end up with fatigue and things like that that set in. You don't stay as fresh along that defensive front. So getting Glenn Logan back will obviously be a big deal. I mean, this past week we saw Mason Smith have to kick from end into tackle with no Joe Evans, but now you get Glenn Logan back. So Glenn Logan, Neil Farrell, um, Mason Smith playing the inside, Jaqueline Roy, Jacoby, and Guillory. You got some guys there, but obviously disappointing not to have Joe Evans. And then moving Mason Smith outside in means at end you're looking at B.J. Ojolari and Ali Gay, who also was was bumped up in this past game but seems to be okay. And then beyond that, though, you're looking at Sony Fanu or maybe a Jarrell Cherry. You're, you're just a little thin there at defensive end now, having lost Andre Anthony, kicking Mason Smith out, now having to move him back inside. So that shuffle is sort of the problem. And then here comes Florida, which is actually leading the conference in rushing at 273 rush yards per game. So the challenge for LSU, while thin across that defensive front, is sincere this week uh, against the Florida running game. And one more from Ed Ogeron, who's asked for an update on Miles Brennan. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what Miles. I don't know if Miles is going to be back. I don't. I really don't know if we're going to get him back at the open date like we thought we would. I'm kind of unsure of that. So we have to play that. I play by ear as he gets as he gets better. But I don't. I don't think he's going to be back. So when Miles Brennan was injured, the target had always been that open date to have him back and then ready, possibly to play against Alabama, depending on how the quarterback situation was shaping up. To this point, Max Johnson, I think, has played well, and we've talked about it a lot here uh, on Locked on LSU. But coming off what was uh, undoubtedly his poorest performance of the season, but I, I think you know Max Johnson, as we've talked about here, Max Johnson has not been the problem. He's a guy who started eight games, so he's still yet in his career. He's yet to start a full season. So it's one of those situations where if Miles Brennan were healthy and LSU were really struggling offensively, I think you would certainly consider uh, giving Miles a go. If LSU's offense and Max continue to play well and Miles isn't ready to return, then I think you look at options for another season for Miles Brennan, potentially, if he doesn't return this year. As we know, we'll certainly pass it along to you. It is Locked on LSU. We thank you for making us your first listen. And, of course, we thank our friends at BetOnline.ag. Football back better than ever, and BetOnline.ag is your number one sport, uh, spot for all your pro and college football action this season. If you want to bet, BetOnline.ag is the spot, of course, Free to sign up on your mobile device, betonline.ag. When you do, use the promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Again, one word, Locked On, for a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Betonline.ag, 
It's where the game starts. And, of course, sweat block if you're going to be in Tiger Stadium 11 a.m. Saturday against the Gators. That sun's going to be pounding. You're worried about pitting out or sweat stains. Don't. Use sweat block. Sweatblock.com, and they're giving you the opportunity to save. It's more effective than any of your other antiperspirants, and Sweatblock is giving you an opportunity to try it at a discount. Just go to Sweatblock.com. That's Sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Locked On at Sweatblock.com and get 20% off your order. Again, walk with confidence. Wear what you want with confidence thanks to Sweatblock. Sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Locked On to save 20% off your order. All right, before we get out of here, we did uh, learn that LSU's game next weekend against Ole Miss will be a 2.30 game on CBS. Interestingly enough, um, I was told this years ago uh, by some colleagues at CBS that CBS Brass won at least one game in Tiger Stadium every year. And that's always been the approach of CBS. And look, with respect to LSU's night game tradition, there are typically uh, the opportunity for um, it in years past when LSU and Alabama was the night game on CBS where LSU could avoid that day game on CBS. But in years when LSU plays in Tuscaloosa, there would have to be a 2.30 uh, CBS game in Tiger Stadium, which fans sometimes dread. It's re- With the Florida game being at 11 a.m., and realistically, the Texas A&M game and that final playing date, you're very likely going to have the Iron Bowl with Alabama-Auburn in that 2.30 slot on CBS. Um, it's unlikely that LSU plays a home game on CBS this year. Um, the only other option would be Arkansas, and that weekend, LSU-Arkansas is probably the third best SEC game that weekend. So it's unlikely, I would say at this point, unless if CBS surprises us and picks LSU-Arkansas for that 2.30 game, uh, it's unlikely that LSU and uh, that LSU plays a home game on CBS this year. But 11 a.m. this week against Florida. Next week, another day game as LSU will play at 2.30 on CBS against Ole Miss. The open date, and then we'll find out next week about, uh, or the week of that open date, about the um, the Alabama game and when kickoff will be. We'll find that out next week when LSU and Alabama will kick it off from uh, uh, Tuscaloosa on the week after LSU's open date. All right, it's going to do it for us here on the Locked on LSU podcast. Glad to have you hanging out with us. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, Please subscribe if you have not done so yet. Subscribe to the podcast. uh, Rate us, leave a review on iTunes. All of that is massively helpful, and we thank you for making us your first listen. And be sure to make your second listen Locked on SEC. Our buddy Chris Gordy does an awesome job covering everything from around the conference. So however you're listening to this podcast, just search Locked on SEC and you can catch that there as well. Until tomorrow, it is Locked on LSU, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked on College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.